Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Nerd Game Night, the show where we talk about the tabletop games you know and love, or don't know you love. I'm the host, Matthew McCluskey, and here with me as always is our resident rules master, Owen Nisbet. That's me. And former Nazi scientist, Aidan Malone. Howdy. This week we're talking about Secret Hitler, but first... So, uh, what can I get you? Well, it's a bit of a cold one outside. What's the finest whiskey you have? Single malt, triple distilled. Nerd Game News Update. Smooth. Man, you gotta love those interstitials, right guys? Solid, yeah. Solid ten minutes of work right there, really paying dividends. Now, I think we put more effort into those than we do the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I think we enjoy them more than yeah. we do. Oh yeah, they were, they were great. Ten minutes per second of audio. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what we're going to go for. Yeah. Yeah. So this week on the Nerd Game News Update, a uh, few things to run over. First of all, is a D&D campaign that Aiden's running. Uh, you want to go into that, Aiden? Uh, not really, but we will. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, fuck you. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah, we, myself and Owen are, are big, uh, big D and D players, and uh, we don't usually get a lot of opportunity to play in our home group. And one of our friends, Cahill, who lives in Galway, is very rarely home. So last month or two months ago, he was home. So I figured we'd run a bit of an evil campaign for the crack. Um, that went relatively well. Sort of, maybe, for an, kind of. For an evil campaign, it's yeah, going quite yeah, well. Exactly. We're so, sometimes uh, cooperating as a group. Yeah. Guys, shoot me straight. Am I in the home yes. group? Yes. Am I in the home group? No. Well, yeah. Like, when you say home group, does that mean me or, you know, friends? You're one of the homeboys, Matthew. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you different. Um, and so he's going to be back again around uh, New Year's Eve to uh, part two of two. So hopefully that'll go as... Not poorly as last time. <laughs> All I remember is that I'm in mortal peril at yes, the minute. You're, yeah. And will hopefully survive the next 30 seconds of the opening. Hopefully. All I remember is someone split the party. And I don't know why they did that, but it seems to have caused a huge amount of havoc. Yeah, for anyone who does play D&D, you know, splitting a four-person party in three fucking directions, not particularly uh, <laughs> uh, handy on the old DM. <laughs> we managed. Yeah. But it's going well. I actually really enjoyed it. I, I, we played a couple of D&D campaigns before, short ones, run so-so on it, but I, I have enjoyed this one. It definitely, I don't know, we're in one scene of it, to give spoilers for something that we're never going to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> never, never ever. Like when I was at one stage in a shop, like robbing Aiden, you do get like, or robbing the DM, like, you yeah. do get sort of like tense about it. It's weird, because it's just a game. But yeah, it's, yeah he, he could have ended the game within the first half an hour. <laughs> By doing something, <laughs> to be fair, his character would have done. He's he's yeah, he's really taking the evil on on board. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to lay into the character after metagaming the first game we ever played yeah. <laughs> to the point where it was unplayable. So that's that's that. Yeah. Other news: uh, run up to Christmas, obviously. So uh, stay tuned. Next week we will have a Christmas episode coming out. No more spoilers on that. No one's listening anyway, so what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> speaking of uh, uh, recording episodes, obviously there was no episode last week. There was a bit of an outcry over that one, uh, mainly me crying that we didn't yeah. record. <laughs> we put in all those many, many hours of effort for just it to come out to nothing. Yeah, well... We, Heart rendering. We recorded again in the office, which we recorded the Dominion episode in, and for some reason... 
we all, both myself and Aiden's voice picked up fine, and we couldn't hear Owen's voice at all. Uh, so I came home like eager to like uh, edit it, and yeah, basically couldn't edit it because couldn't hear Owen's voice. But so thanks, <laughs> Owen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matthew did offer to dub in my bits for me, <laughs> uh, which I declined. <laughs> As I didn't want to be slandered like that. So yeah, we're there's another episode we're re-recording. We've only not re-recorded one so far, which is Ticket to Ride. So that's the only one we haven't recorded twice. Yeah, we don't have a great track record. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we also got a drummer in. Yeah. <laughs> but another thing I was thinking of, which is pretty funny, is now we're recording in my apartment. So literally, I'm just imagining someone like listening from episode one to five, and there's just like an immediate, a, a constant change yeah. in recording. Zero, like, zero consistency. Yeah, really echoey. Oh, there's a weird hum in the background in the last one. It's just like absolute. <laughs> so we're we're back to the echo now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we don't know if this one echoes. I'm sure yeah. it does, but we don't yeah, know for sure. Probably. <laughs> but uh, anyway, to get back to the game we we're talking, going to talk about, which is Secret Hitler. Did I mention that already? Yeah. Possibly. Well, the I game. don't know. Yeah. Uh, I just realised I didn't look up who wrote it. I did look it up the la- or who created it, but I'll look it up while we're talking about the game intro. So, Owen, do you want to go into a bit of our background with it, seeing as you were the one who brought the game to us? Yeah, sure, can do. Um, I sort of was introduced to Secret Hitler from watching a Total Biscuit stream. He's a YouTuber <laughs> and a stream. Twitch streamer. It came to me in a dream. A total biscuits dream. It's like, a dream I want to have. Oh yeah. Stream. Okay. Custard creams and bourbons and digestives everywhere. Yeah, no, it was a total biscuit uh, vod that he had on his YouTube channel, where himself and a bunch of his mates were all playing. And so I was like, this looks like there's a lot of uh, deception and intrigue. And I think it would be something that we'd quite enjoy playing. So yeah. uh, went online. They have the game available. Uh, it's a free to print. Which is probably just as well, because it's really hard to buy it. They're very rarely in stock. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I printed everything out on some fairly heavy-duty cardstock. Mm-hmm. Invited a couple of people over. <laughs> you guys, obviously, since <laughs> I don't know that many people. <laughs> so yeah. it was basically a game you wanted to play, and we were like the guinea pigs. Like all games yeah, I buy. Pretty much everything he yeah. buys, yeah. yeah. So I looked up who it's by. Now, produced by Max Temkin, uh, mm-hmm. published by Goat Wolf and Cabbage, which you mentioned before they did some other game. Uh, the Tom, Cards Against Humanity guys. Yeah, Tom was on oh. the design team for... I know him, we're tight. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay with me calling him oh, that. Yeah, so that's Mike Boxleiter and Tommy Moranguez. Uh, they're the designers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mackenzie Schubert is the illustrator, apparently. And again, uh, for complaints about pronunciation of names, um, don't bother emailing us, we're not going to read them. Yeah, I don't even know if that email direct. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's meant to direct to my inbox, but it's yep. quite like... Sends, it just gets dropped into a void, it's gone <laughs> forever. We have like a thousand emails. <laughs> <laughs> People trying to send us money. Please produce better episodes. Yep. Uh, but oh, yeah, right. so Secret Hitler, so there's... Uh, Owen sort of went through it there, like, uh, Aiden, what was like your first impression of it as gay? Like, did you... Um, initially, I was incredibly confused at it. I, for whatever reason, as simple as it is, I couldn't really wrap my head, head around it for the first five minutes until I realised how to play it, and then loved it. Yeah, it was one of my one of my favourite games, even though we seldom get to play it. Yeah, just like I I originally 
when I was talking to Owen about it, I was like, oh, it sounds like exactly like a murder mystery style game. And I'd never played one of those either, but it's it, it's not exactly like that. But yeah, I really enjoyed the first few rounds we played of it that night when, when Owen brought it. Uh, but probably best to kick it off straight away to the rules rundown uh, with Owen. <laughs> that was one of my worst yeah. lead-ins. So yeah. was like it's, so like, it's like, alright, we don't know what else to talk about. Oh, do yeah. your thing. Alright, rules run down. Secret Hitler. Secret Hitler is a social deduction game for 5 to 10 people about finding and stopping the Secret Hitler player. Players are secretly divided into two teams. The Liberals, who have a majority and do not know the identity of any other players, and the Fascists, who are hidden to everyone but each other. If the Liberals can learn to trust each other, they have enough votes to control the elections and save the day. But the Fascists will say whatever it takes to get elected, advance their agenda, and win the game. (laughs) Copy-paste. That was, yeah, anyone who was going to give out to me, I did copy most of that from the Secret Hitler website, so... uh, There's a reason that sounded like the best rules run now, and also like a movie premiere. The Liberals will do anything they need to win the game. game. Well, this summer. the previous recording that obviously has been lost to space and time, I accidentally did that, where I did like really over the top movie producer, and I was like, I'm just going to do that again. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. Now, uh, yeah, a pretty concise rule down as well. Mm-hmm. And as a game, there is like, in the printout I was talking about, there is like a rules section, but it's like quite concise. From what, like, there's, because there's a number of players you can play this with, and the game changes a bit, that's like the most of it. Mm-hmm. But as a game, it's quite simple. Mm hmm. Uh, so we'll kick it straight over to gameplay and strategies with how does a turn break down and Aiden's going to lead us off on this one yeah, so let's go through it He's the, the, uh, yeah. the first turn of the game typically <laughs> bit of a fascist in that manner <laughs> yeah. well it suits, <laughs> suits my intro anyway uh, for the first turn of the game the president is uh, chosen at random everyone the president and a chance to get their own little marker so the president is chosen at random uh, the project Pardon. The president then chooses a, a <laughs> chancellor, whoever they want, around the table. Um, all players around the table, including the two, either vote yeah or nine on voting the pair into office. Once the pair is successfully voted in, the president looks at the top three policy cards, which can either be uh, liberal or fascist. Um, he then discards, or she, <laughs> discards yeah. one of the two no, cards. No, no, it's very strictly written down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they then pass. Precious, remember. <laughs> they then pass on the two remaining cards to the chancellor. The chancellor then decides to play one of the two cards. Um, again, mm-hmm. either uh, liberal or fascist. Um, one key feature that persists throughout the voting and enacting phase is, whatever government is currently in session is not allowed talk, not allowed to talk to each other, not allowed to talk to other players. So it's a completely um, secretive event until mm-hmm. uh, the interrogation starts. Yeah. And in general, around this time, like everyone's silent anyway, because there's no real much point in anyone else to be talking about it. Like the president can't yeah. start. Yeah, uh, people are just bullshitting in the background yeah, as I usual. Mean, people tend to start uh, interrupting that phase once you get into the game, once you start having opinions about people. But still, the two people in session are never allowed to converse to each other or mm-hmm. anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So Aiden broke down the the general gameplay uh, and. That would be just, you might have covered it there. So I'm president in the first one, let's say, and I pick Owen as chancellor. Uh, we elect Owen in. Uh, and then who's president the next time? It just passes to the left. Yeah, it passes clockwise to the left. And then they pick whichever chancellor they want. It just can't be anyone who's in the last one. Well, yeah. the, in a five 
in five player game, it, the Chancellor cannot go to whoever was previously Chancellor. Okay. It can go to a previous president, but it can't go to, you can't be Chancellor twice. Uh, when you get into six or more, the Chancellor can't go to anyone who was in the previous elected government. Okay. That's just, just down to when you have so little people, you need to start reusing people in, in the office so the president can be chancellor on the lower level games. But once you have enough players to spread it around, no one in the previous government can be either president or chancellor. And to get into like... Well, no, the president can always... The president always passes to the left. Oh, sorry, the president always passes. My apologies. Yeah. But you can't pick the previous president or chancellor mm -hmm. as chancellor again. So if I elect someone... If I elect... Aiden who's sitting to my left as Chancellor, he'll also be president in the next round. In the next round. That's yeah. fine, yeah. 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 And to get into other minutiae of gameplay, like what happens if the if it doesn't pass? So like we all vote no and the government doesn't go through. In that case you get hung parliaments. Um and the president plaque just passes to the left again. Okay. Um, the reason you might want to hang a parliament is that you don't trust sitting president or the person he's picked in as his chancellor eventually what happens is if there are three hung parliaments in a row then just a random policy off the top of the policy deck gets passed okay. so it could be liberal or it could be fascist important thing to note is it could be the winning policy for either side or but if it does activate a special fascist power that power the, the sitting president doesn't get it yeah. it's just sort of thrown away and in terms of uh, deciding like so at the start everyone's dealt out either a liberal or a fascist card or mm -hmm. it either says for a fascist card it either says fascist or Hitler yeah. uh, with their lovely lizard man drawings I love them so much and in the when you're a fascist to figure out who the other fascists are uh, we usually set like a 30 second timer all the fascists look up including Hitler depending on the number of players acknowledge each other and then put their heads back down. So it's important that the fascists know who everyone is, liberals and fascists, and obviously if you're one of two fascists in the game, you also know who Hitler is. Because <laughs> you're either Hitler or you, you're not Hitler. Yeah. You know Hitler uh, so that's sort of just the brief setup with the game. Yeah. Uh, there was, I had something, but I've forgotten it now. So. How do you win? How do you win? There are <laughs> two pseudo boards in the game there's a liberal board and a fascist board uh, the liberal board consists of five slots and the fascist board consists of six slots they're the slots which you uh, play your policies um, the liberals have two win conditions first is to fill all five slots with liberal policies before the fascists second uh, win condition for them is um, to kill Hitler so well, well, as we'll get into in a few minutes, as more fascist policies are enacted, the president gets powers to um, assassinate other players. Mm -hmm. So if you end up killing Hitler in, in that manner, the liberals win. On the fascist side, you either fill your six policies before the liberals fill theirs, or when you get to a certain stage of policies passed, if you... Three policies. Halfway through the board. Yeah. Three. So once the fascists pass three policies, if they then manage to elect Hitler Chancellor, they win the game in that manner. Yeah. So, you know, you sort of history repeats itself and sort of, yeah, yeah. the fascist gets in policy. One one thing I will say about that and the assassination thing is it's quite difficult to kill Hitler even if you know who Hitler is, because you need to be in power to kill him. So it's not like, oh I've realized Aiden's Hitler. Yeah. Boom, you you need to him. sort of convince everyone else that when the power comes up, 
so long as a fascist doesn't have it to kill a particular person which is essentially 90% of this game is <laughs> the interrogation and yeah. conversations between policies and uh, the other is that it's quite easy for the fascists to win if just by chance a few fascist policies get passed and then people have no clue who's Hitler who's fascist who's not and Hitler can just end up being getting elected like just by chance yeah. essentially because nobody really knows who anyone is yeah so it can the game can be quite quick because there's more fascist policies than liberal policies so obviously let's say I'm president in the first one and I'm liberal and Aiden's chancellor and he's also liberal it's quite easy for me to pick up three fascist policies and have no option but to pass in two fascist policies fascist gets passed then let's say the next one Aiden's president and he elects Owen as chancellor then he gets a liberal and a fascist and another fascist he gives Owen the liberal and the fascist and Owen passes the fascist one and claims that he got two fascists so all of a sudden you have okay Aiden now has information on Owen I have sort of information on Aiden, but he could still be working with Owen. So what I'm saying is, we've gotten two turns into the game. There's two two fascist policies passed, and we still have basically no information. So yeah. it can be quite tricky. It rarely breaks down like that, but it, it can be tricky. Well, there's probably two last things we should set up for actual like board and gameplay. Like you mentioned already, there are more fascist cards than liberal. I believe it's eleven to seven. Eleven to six. I think. Eleven, yeah, eleven yeah, to six. Yeah. So there's yeah. So there's only one more liberal than needed to fill the board mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so chances are you're going to get more fascist cards into your hand anyway yeah um, another thing we should set up is you don't have to tell the truth yeah like the whole if you're a fascist you're sort of inclined to lie so if someone is questioning you what did you what cards did you pick up what did you pass on what did you discard what did you play yeah if you're a liberal in this game typically you would not lie but if you're a um, if you're a fascist or Hitler, you are more than welcome to lie. Is part of the gameplay. I, I think the easiest <laughs> position to be in is being a fascist and being president, because then basically no matter what you get, you come off looking great. So more than likely, worst case scenario for you, you're going to get two liberals and a fascist. You give the person a liberal and a fascist, and you look like you are the good guy, giving them a choice yeah. to be like <laughs> figure out more about them, or you get two fascists and a liberal you discard the liberal and say you got three fascist cards so it's like and it's so easy to put the blame on the chancellor as well because they put the cards down yeah Uh, and let's just briefly go through Uh, we we mentioned one of the powers already that that the fascists get as time goes on first one that comes around is um, being able to look at the top three policies the the next three policies coming up yeah that only appears on the five six player board though does it? Yeah. What's what's in its place then on the, uh, in the, on the higher boards? In the higher boards, I don't even think it exists whatsoever. It's the president gets to identify a person's oh. identity card. Yeah, that's it. So it's not whether they are, it's just what are their party allegiance. Yeah. So are they a liberal or are they a fascist? If they are a fascist, you don't know if they're just a regular vanilla fascist or yeah. super fascist Hitler. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it gets totally replaced. Yeah, so there's, I think there's, Four different powers, or three different powers. First is, okay, looking at the top three as president, you get to look at the top three next policies. That way you can sort of call out anyone who's coming up on the next turn. Or lie. Or, or lie. Or lie and throw someone under the bus. That's exactly it. Uh, the other powers, I uh, already mentioned, you can look at someone's allegiance. That comes up twice on one of the boards. After that, you get into assassinating players. Yeah. 
uh, one, one of the power, yeah, one of the other powers was um, president gets to pick who the next president is. Mm. So you can potentially skip turns. Well, or, it, or it's already skipping turns because it's like there's an extra turn in the turn order, and then the turn goes back to normal. Oh, okay. that's it. yeah. Yeah, so we should say the board that we're talking about mainly is the one that all three of us has played is the five to six person board, which uh, has, as Aiden said, the president gets to look at the next three cards. Next fashion policy of the past, president gets to assassinate a player. Mm-hmm. Next fashion policy, president gets to assassinate Well, so it's the win at that mm-hmm. stage, isn't it? It's three, four, five. They started enacting. No, with, with the bigger boards, there's more powers than they start. Oh, yeah, but straight on, away. on the five-person board, the first two are, are like... There are two, yes. And they're on the five as well? Yeah. Yep, there's always two assassinations. The, the last half of the board is always the same. It's the first half changes. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's, that's where I'm confused then. Uh, and then after that, there's the seven-eight player board, and then a nine-ten. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. as we said, there's different, uh, different elements uh, on each of the boards. But what would you say, if we're talking about strategies, like, what would be... A good strategy in terms of being a liberal owned, if you want Okay. One, never, ever, ever lie. As a liberal, there is no point whatsoever to lying, and it will only hurt you and your team. Uh, second, question everything. Like, if you can spend 10 minutes arguing with someone about a decision they've just made with a policy, you should try and do that. Um, because you will eventually get people to trip up. Because, mm-hmm. like, people aren't perfect lying machines. Um, and if you are playing with perfect lying machines, cut them out of your life immediately. That, that's, that's not good for you. <coughs> I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so do that. Um, absolutely. Yeah. There's no real other strategy as, as a liberal. Like, you're just trying to figure out who's telling the truth and who's not. So mm-hmm. you need sort of some innate ability. Yeah. And as I figured out as well, you need to also be able to convince people. So let's say it's no good me being a liberal and knowing Aiden's knowing an inverted comes mm-hmm. fascist or Hitler, if like no one else believes yeah. Actually, that was sort of one other point that I'll throw out for being a liberal. Trust is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Just because someone has shown that they trust you does not mean that you should trust them. Because yeah. in my experience, they're usually a fascist trying to get you uh, on board with their plan. And I think one thing as a liberal you need to keep in mind as well, because it's affected me, is just because someone was a fascist in the last game or a liberal in the last game, you need to like get that out of your mind in terms of it can quite likely be that they are again but it can't just be you you need to like reset games do not carry over yeah but uh, another thing if you are being a liberal on top of everything else is something that has definitely come up in our games you need to keep your cool yeah as well if you're if you if you've sort of figured in your own head yeah I know the person's a bad guy but you can't convince everyone else that they're also a bad guy not to get frustrated at the fact so because you, then you start just falling in and yeah. almost uh, kind of ripping on on the person just to uh, just to attempt to get your point across, and it just it it puts a bad um, you a, look bad. Yeah, it, it puts a, a negative image on you. Think everyone thinks then you're a fascist trying to trying to throw someone. This is slightly directed at me, but yeah. not directly. <laughs> I'm, not, I don't, I'm trying to pick up with this subtle hint. <laughs> But yeah, no, it is it is a key element of the game that yeah, it's no good you knowing it, but like everyone else has to believe you as well. And yeah. it, it can be quite difficult in terms of convincing people, and other Definitely. people can just do a better job of convincing. Um, as uh, fascists on the other side, God, I did have something in my head there about it. It was something, it was something about one of the liberal points that. Was yeah. Okay. Look, the liberal point was always always told the truth. Yeah. 
for the fascists, it's not always, always lie. It's lie when it is of benefit to you. Mm -hmm. um, Very strategic lying. Yeah. I would say a lot of the time when you're a fascist, you end up not even having to lie. Like, mm -hmm. you, you sort of end up having to tell white lies. Yeah. But then it's not, it's, it's sometimes I've been in the position as a fascist where I've had to outright lie. Mm -hmm. And then it can be quite transparent, I think, depending mm -hmm. on how good a liar you are. Yeah. But I, I don't think I'm that good. Most, most of the line when you are a fascist comes down to telling people, oh, I picked up three fascist cards when you actually picked up a liberal or you gave... Uh, yeah. gave a person a certain a certain uh, yeah. two cards when you actually had three or something like that it's when you get into it's like they're fairly easy to to to, yeah. to bluff off when you get into giving someone no choice and trying to convince everyone that you did give them a choice that's yeah. when you need to have <laughs> yeah. a straight face when you're saying when someone's given you a liberal and a fascist and you say no you gave me two fascists and they know what yeah. they given you that's like the hardest one this is what I, I had in my head actually was it goes on both sides. When you're liberal, just because you know something doesn't mean that everyone else knows it. Yeah. And when you're a fascist, just because you know something, you need to sort of have faith in yourself that people will innately believe you mm. to an extent. Like, as in, sometimes I'm like, God, it's so obvious I'm lying. You can talk about it in poker as well. Like, oh, it's so obvious I don't have anything. But you don't realize that people actually don't know what you have in front of you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a key element to the game. Well, then, Hitler then. He's a, a different a different fish altogether. Yeah. yeah, Hitler really has to play. But in the five to six player game, when Hitler knows who his other fascist buddy is, mm -hmm. maybe not so much. Um, because the big difference when you have more people is the fascists all know who each other are and know who Hitler is, but Hitler doesn't know who the other fascists are. Yeah. So Hitler really does have to play it really straight-laced, and he sort of has to wait for his fascist buddies to send him some sort of signal, either through the cards that they passed him or throwing out like a sly wink or something we'll across get, the table. We'll get to that at the, yeah. in the in the pros cons, yeah. pros cons potentially at the yeah. end. But uh, yeah, so for the smaller games, for the five and six player games, Hitler should he sort of might have to play a bit <laughs> on the bad side because he only has one other buddy to help him when he gets into the seven and up player games he essentially plays himself as a liberal until maybe there's a, like an obvious place where he can lie and easily mm -hmm. get away with it where there's no sort of contradictory evidence at the minute yeah and that's the thing with Hitler it's like you are head honcho of the fascists so if the power comes up and a president is going to kill somebody they're going to kill the most obviously fascist person yeah. which is why it can often be good for the non-Hitler fascists to kind of sacrifice themselves in that manner to make them seem like the really obvious target so they might get shot and the fascists are down a player but you, Hitler is still alive and the fascists could still win. Yeah. I think that's quite a good point when it comes to uh, a game where there's let's say four fascists including Hitler or even three mm -hmm. but when it's like a six player game and there's one fascist one Hitler if the fascists get, even if a very obvious fascist who's not Hitler gets shot, it's suddenly a huge swing of yeah. numbers. Oh, it is, yeah, yeah, absolutely is. But the fascists are still there. No, no for, in for the sure. Game. No, it, it, like, it, it's a better play than Hitler <laughs> getting shot. Mm -hmm. uh, but in order, in order to do that, even in your big games, to sort of default throw yourself under the bus to save Hitler, 
you have to do it in a convincing like you have to yeah. you have to play it like it was an accident oh yeah exactly. it's like oh I, I made a mistake in what I said to do it because yeah. if you're obviously saying oh well I did this and that so I'm obviously a bad guy they'll know for sure obviously, yeah, yeah they know well this fucking he's just an idiot yeah. Yeah. it's, it's not, not Hitler we can ignore yeah. him just don't give him any power yeah, it's we not a case of the president has the gun in their hand and he's just like pick me pick me yeah. I want to be shot please so if you, if you are going to play the like the I'll say the good Samaritan but the fascist good Samaritan you have to play it in such a way that it people naturally find out that mm-hmm. you are the bad guy. I think I, I'll pose this point to you. I think it's quite a difficult game to strategize because it's basically like I love co-op games. Like we're talking mm-hmm. about PlayStation or Pathfinder, like those sort of Left for Dead. <laughs> yeah, but because I like when people have my back, sort of mm-hmm. in games. Like I like not being out on my own. But I find this game is like almost impossible to strategize unless you played a bunch of games with people. Because if you're liberal, okay, you have a team, but you've no clue who's on your team, mm-hmm. so it's sort of null and void. Fascist, even though you know who's on your team, I've played with people where I've been a fascist and they've been Hitler, and I've felt that they've played it, again, in quotes, wrong. Yeah. They probably thought I was playing it wrong. So it's sort of like you don't, it's not like you get, okay, the fascists all go outside the room, uh, talk about how they're going to play it, and then come back in. So you need to really roll with like I've played with I remember playing with you on I think you were fast and you even said afterwards you were like oh fuck I sort of messed up like, yeah I did or I, I'm sure it's happened like mm-hmm. I said with, with me as well like we're saying Hitler should play as a liberal but it's not a good idea for Hitler to play as a liberal if there's already three liberal policies yeah I mean, he's the, like the, I'm going to continue to play as a liberal it's like okay well we're sort of getting to the stage where you know it's not a good idea yeah no it's it's definitely a game that does not suit very strict strategies then we have a game plan and we are not going to deviate from the game plan whatsoever if you do that you're gonna get fucked over yeah it's possible it'll work 10 percent of the time but there are so many ways that the game can develop and change from one turn to the next that yeah, you have to be constantly able to adapt on the fly. There's a huge amount of, of improv in this. Like you can have a strategy, especially if you're a liberal. Yeah, I'm gonna play all the good cards whenever I can. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to giving people powers or or using the powers yourself, then it's it's very much down to to improv. Okay, who do I think, regardless of what people are shouting at me, it's sort of like very spur of the moment. I need to do something. How do I act? It it's sort of like. If you're a fascist, because we're talking about fascist strategies, like Aiden mentioned, you don't want to be jumping around going, pick me, pick me, to get shot. But also you need to, let's say in the next game, it might be good to play Hitler as if you were just a fascist. Because people have played the previous game where they saw, let's say, how Hitler was played, and they're like, oh, well, we know that a person playing fascist probably policies might be a fascist, but they're definitely not Hitler. That, that is a big, a big gamble. Especially when yeah. you have two assassinations where you think, okay, well, I'm just going to kill this guy this turn because I'll get Hitler next time, and then yeah. and Hitler's fucked himself. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is, could certainly be a very good bluff that could very well pay off. Say, yeah. okay, we're just going to ignore him rather than kill him because you already know who he is. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a gamble. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you sort of, the game can change so much based on, oh, this is how we've always played it. But now it's like, okay, now everyone knows we play it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was maybe a poor example. But I think it is, uh, that's why it's an interesting game. Because you're always trying to think. There's no, like, set rules. It's a bit like D&D in that you're sort of making up all the gameplay, all the board, everything yourself. Uh, It's all just, like, imagination, basically. 
that do it for gameplay strategies? Yeah, I, I think we got most of it. Yeah. Probably regurgitated some stuff in there, but it's, yeah. Uh, well, for from an expansion's point of view, has anyone uh, seen anything? Uh, yep, I did research for last week, <laughs> which I still mostly remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can cut in your bit from Dominion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there are no expansions or anything as such. They released a small, let's call it a booster set. Yeah. Um, basically, they just reskinned all the fascist cards. So instead of it being all the lizard men and Hitler, it's now the Trump administration. <laughs> because uh, those guys are seriously on the nose with stuff like that and they just don't give a shit. Yeah. So yeah, offend people. Why not? And they, you did say there's like a proper release like we have the print yeah there yeah and like a- um, they do sell i think they've got two versions of the I, physical I've, board game yeah, i've seen the let's say the upper class version of it where yeah. it's like a really nice the deluxe version yeah the deluxe version really nice like physical board like gold inlay not actual gold yeah. but gold filigree type gold look on it gold yeah and um each card each uh, like um Call them, alignment card and player cards are, are very nicely illustrated and they're drawn and they're physical pieces and <laughs> tying the parliament you have a little marker that you move and your policies yeah. you can't see through them like you can <laughs> on just printing them out on a card it's yeah. really really nice yeah it looks absolutely bitching yes. <laughs> it's probably the best way to describe it how much is it like so the print version is obviously free how much is this really nice version is it like, is it like 60 quid or like 30 quid I don't know. I, oh no I'd say it's easily 60 70 quid okay so it's like I want this in my house as a nice yeah. game set. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's probably the deluxe version, the the less fancy one, probably down forty maybe. But I okay. mean, it's it's still it's a it's only ever a limited supply of it. Yeah. So I mean, they're not gonna give it away for nothing. Yeah. Just like I know we're coming into pros and cons, and this is gonna overlap in it, but. I just love the fact that they've made it free. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. such a, a cool move where it's like, yeah, you can print this out if you want, and the fact that they can still sell them, because it's like people will want to pay for them. Yeah. I think it's like a great, not even proof of concept, that's like a bad, but it's just like, look, we don't care, like, we want people to play this game, and we know people will still be, buy it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a great uh, ethos to have in a company, I think. Uh, yeah, and it's, I mean, if if I could get it, I would get it. Yeah. If I could get the physical board, I would have it by now. But it's it's so difficult to get. You need to know when they're gonna re-release it, and then be the first in the door because they only sell hundreds at a time. Yeah, uh, but it's great. I and mean, like, do you, do you think this is a big money spinner for them, or it seems like it's more of a side project? The way that they're oh they're yeah, like it's definitely more of a side project thing. Um, they could mass produce a lot more stuff and make a lot more dosh off of it. Yeah. But it's like, no, I think they're quite happy to keep it sort of... I mean, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Niche? N- not niche, but like, <laughs> like very hard the, to get. The developers, or certainly the people involved, have, have a history of doing it, like with um, Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. You can get a physical deck, but you can also print that off for free as well. So they have, a, they have a, a history of, of free releasing, but you can get the physical cards if you want a more obviously polished design. Yeah. No, I didn't know I mean, it takes work. a huge amount more effort than this because you have to cut out each individual yeah. card. But I mean, yeah, I they, 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 have a, they have a history. I don't know what it is. I just really like that ethos that it's like, look, if you want to put the time into cutting this out, feel free <laughs> to print it off for free. Yeah. For a game about such absolutely awful subjects and fascists taking power and killing people, really great business model. <laughs> exactly. Good guys. <laughs> 
Stay tuned for our game, Secret Leo Baratka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in uh, yeah, so I sort of kicked off one of the pros there being free. Uh, one of the other pros I have written down is that the game is like so easy to comprehend. Like for people maybe outside of uh, fascist Germany, no. you know that <laughs> Nazis bad, yeah. liberals good. Also, uh, a lot of people in America currently. Yeah. We have to reiterate that Nazis bad. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, net neutrality is also good. Yeah. I said I'd bring it up. Uh, but yeah, and like yeah, nine. Like they they put some elements in it, but it's so easy to comprehend. And like I said, people who I've pitched this game to, like, oh, you should come and play this with us. I said it's like a murder mystery game, and everyone gets it from there, and then the rest of it you can sort of describe. Yeah. Uh, it, it's definitely a game that once you've seen one round of play with yeah. the president, the chancellor, the policies going through, bit of interrogation, yeah, you know the rest of the game. Exactly. Hanging parliament and stuff is just very niche stuff that might happen. The rest of it is just knowing what to do and what not to do as a liberal and as a fascist. Yeah. And again, that's all in air quotes. Yeah, and it and so we say as like, oh, as a liberal, you should never lie. Yeah, uh, that's because for me it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe there are situations for when a liberal it would be beneficial for you to lie well, like that. We, we, there was one occasion where at the very start, it was, yeah, it was one of our first games. I and I was happy to be playing a liberal, and I just decided myself to run a little experiment. What would happen if I said one little lie in it? So we were playing with. <laughs> Five of us, obviously. I was a liberal. I wanted to see what would happen if I threw someone I thought was a fascist. The only reason I did it was I thought he was a fascist. See if I could throw him under the bus. Yeah. But it it obviously sort of... It threw him under suspicion, but it threw a shitload of shade on me as well. Yeah. So it worked, but it backfired as well. So The, the only I mean, good position to be in as a liberal is that there is a resounding opinion at the table that everyone trusts you because mm-hmm. then the fascists can't say they don't trust you because then they're under suspicion it's like oh why don't you trust Owen he's passed three liberal policies it's like uh, I don't know mm-hmm. I just don't trust yes, so. it's like okay well now I don't trust you mm-hmm. uh, I will say when you said it there it would make sort of sense to lie as a liberal if you're like no one's going to believe me that this guy's a fascist but I'm 100% sure he is I'm going to lie, but you'd need to be so convincing. Like, I think it would be so dicey, but if you're very good at the game... It's well, yeah, I, again, this is one of our first games. I thought he was. It turned out in the end, we were both liberals. Yeah. <laughs> and it did sort of ruin that. That was it, a it very, did ruin very easy fascist but, I mean, win for me. <laughs> at the time, still getting used to the game, I thought he was a fascist. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, we I haven't done it sure. since, obviously, because it was a fucking stupid thing to do. But, yeah. whatever. Uh, and the other, the other pro I had then was that it changes with the number of players so it doesn't just change in terms of like that there's extra people and new people to learn like learn their sort of lying habits or whatever but it changes in terms of the whole gameplay oh now we don't know who Hitler is we know who the fascists are Hitler doesn't know who anyone is it like completely <laughs> changes the whole format yeah, of the game it's, I really, it's like really fun like uh, Matthew has not played with more than five or more six, six people yeah. Yeah. so the beginner board myself and Owen have played on the seven to eight board mm-hmm. and it, it does change a good bit of the strategy, especially because Hitler doesn't know know who anyone is. He doesn't know who his fascists are. Yeah. And I've been in the situation where I was Hitler. I was like, oh, like how do I play this game now? Because yeah. no, I'm so used to playing it a certain way that be, of, being thrown into the deep end, sort of, oh, oh, geez, I need to completely change my. Well, we say there's no strategy, but I need to change how I run. 
No, but the, I think what Owen was saying in strategy was there's no strategy, but you need to strategize on the fly. So yeah. Yeah. it's not like, oh, you, you can't have a strict yeah. set of plays. Yeah. Yeah. I think for the higher level games where Hitler doesn't know, it puts the most amount of stress on him because he's playing both sides. The liberals are always going to go, go straight. Fascists are going to more or less go their direction. But Hitler has so much opportunity to chop and change when it comes to the higher games. Because he doesn't know who to trust. He can sort of get inklings, but then if he trusts the wrong person, he's fucked. So he sort of needs to take it a bit more easy. But at the same time, he can take some risks that he wouldn't have been able to in the, in the, the lower game. True. Great fun, though. Oh, any more pros or anything? I don't know. Uh, just, yeah, sheer amount of people who can play. Up to ten. That's yeah, very, t- very, very t- few games can play a game with so little rules so little material that's true it's like in that way it's such a great party game like if you take munchkin let's say as a counterpoint <laughs> it's like such a bad party game in terms of oh we need to explain how all this works oh they're playing it wrong etc mm. etc et this is like here's the game no one needs to be sitting at a table yeah. like it is a tabletop I, game but it's i just i just love not like even if you don't like you don't want to carry a game around with you but i remember one instance I was I was away from home. I was with I was with a group of friends, and I remembered the game. Looked up the quick rules on my phone, and just scribbled things down on a sh- on an A4 sheet of paper. Tore them up, yeah. and started playing the game. Yeah, like you can print them out and cut them out properly. But if you want a very very impromptu game, I just I scribbled it down and tore it up in five minutes. We were playing the game. Yeah, yeah. or if you have a spare deck of cards, yeah, just like scribble fascist liberal. Those yeah. are your policies. Mm-hmm. Hitler on another one. Those are your party event identification cards. Exactly. Yeah, it's very easy to play it's out so, like that. So easy. Yeah. Uh, another big pro for me, um, winning the game, is I, I know I say it every time, and I sound like such a sap, but it's <laughs> such a it's such an exhilarating high of winning this game. We don't yeah. let Aiden win very often. <laughs> <laughs> I know no, that again, I'm take it when I can get it. <laughs> but if you're a liberal and you play it perfectly and you know who the fucking fascists are Matthew has a habit of calling people out at the start of the game and when he gets it it's oh, I'm gonna fucking rub him on the head here it's very very impressive but whatever I'm now levitating yeah. on my seat <laughs> and, and if you his are his dick a fascist, is three inches longer so it's three inches long now no. cool um, so and if you're a fascist <laughs> no pants at this table yeah. Um, so if you're a fascist and you pull the rug out of everybody and you play it perfectly it's such a good feeling to win it I would say it's, I like winning it as a fascist I don't sort of get anything out of it winning it as a liberal I'm sort of like oh yeah that was sort of what was meant to happen mm. it, uh, it is with winning as a liberal it's more like thank Christ like when you see that last liberal policy yeah. go down it's like yeah. it, it, a sigh of relief like just for me stress yeah. just mm-hmm. going like, that's true so it, it is certainly better to win as a, as a fascist but again if you if you call someone out as a, as and you're a liberal yeah. and you play them perfectly throughout the game you still get you still get enjoyment out of it yeah but um, yeah no so it's such a good game to to win I, I and this is one of the few games I don't mind losing yeah because it was just such such fun back and forth interrogating people yeah. and having having just a bit of crack I don't really mind losing this game when there yeah when you are when you do lose like that and realize that possibly like the fascist team have just absolutely played the yeah. pants off of you it's like I can't feel bad about that yeah. I'm just going to get up and shake your hand because you played me like a goddamn fiddle yeah. 
You can't really do that in any other game. In yeah. Munchkin, you can see what everyone's level is. Yeah. You know they're going to have some cards, and it's all sort of down to, to look what they pick up. Yeah. In Catan, oh yeah, they're rolling well or something like that. But this, it's literally down to how good you are at either lying or Convenient. or figuring people out. Yeah, I think, like I, I mentioned in the last episode, the thing as a sort of counterpoint to own. I don't mind being played with it. Like, if I lost and it was like, oh, I actually thought Owen was, you know, mm-hmm. a, uh, liberal and he wasn't. But I do mind losing when I know something, and like I said before, and then I say it and people don't believe me. I'm like, why don't you guys believe me? Yeah. I'm getting even fucking annoyed about it now. But it, it is, it, I think that's an annoying way to uh, lose it, but I do agree with Owen that when you lose it, just from like, holy shit, I had no idea. The only other way that's bad to lose it, it's sort of, well, it's not even bad, it's just sort of mixed, is when it's like, oh, we just elected Aiden Chancellor and he was hit there, and we just yeah. had no idea because we just passed two. Yeah. Like, like it, when it's sort of like no one knew, it's sort of yeah. like, all right. And and yeah. yeah, and to be fair, that, that has very rarely happened. Uh, I would say it happened I, like 30% of the time. Really? Yeah. In the games I've played, I, yeah, I wouldn't even have people. thought that much. I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe less. I, I think maybe it's the times that it's happened I've like, yeah. oh, that was a bit... Or else maybe I'm just, because they were such short games, I've just, I've forgotten mm-hmm. them. But that is another good point. Like, <laughs> this game takes, like, 10 seconds to reset, so if that does happen, yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah. that sucks. Reveal. Let's go. That's yeah. yeah, something we we never mentioned, sir. 10 seconds to set up, 10 minutes to play if you're not arguing, half an hour <laughs> if you are arguing. Yeah. Which is I the only know. way to play. Yeah. I, I think it's, you don't notice the time passing in this game. Yeah. You're not like it's, watching the yeah. clock. It's, it's a very involved game. Like you're constantly talking to someone like you're not waiting for a turn. That's exactly what I was going to say. There's no point in this where you're like a passenger yeah. uh, because you need to be, even if you're a fascist and you know everything, you need to be seen to be like questioning all or questioning whoever like, oh, why did you do that? Like it's, it, you're, everyone's basically trying to play as a liberal. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, let's stop sucking this game's dick. <laughs> on to cons. Oh. Well, I, I have a few cons on this one, so... Go uh, for it. I already sort of touched on some of them, so I just want to breathe it. Like I said, previous games carry over mentally. That's, yeah. That's just you. Yeah. No. Well, no, it's, it's something we all do between games. It's something that shouldn't affect the game, but it definitely does. I think in, I'm not even talking about people being like, you lied in the last game, stuff like mm-hmm. that. I just think in people's heads that playing one game after another of this, although they can be quite short games and it seems enticing, Sometimes I, I think it affects it. I could be completely wrong. I, 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 it's, it certainly does get into your head. E- even if you're not singling out a particular person who you noticed you were at odds against in the last game, you get into a mindset where, okay, well, no one believed me in the last game. Now I'm sort of in a bad mood, and now I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm just going to just jump on people. I, yeah. s- I don't like playing multiple games in a row, mainly because I see this as a high-stress game yeah. while playing. As soon as the game is over, I'm, I'm fine. It's the nerves are... They've all yeah, unfrayed yeah. and unraveled, mm-hmm. but agree. it's just playing it multiple times in a row. It's just like, okay, this is kind of high stress, yeah. Yeah. but I like I personally have no problem just like totally wiping what just happened in the last game and going in with a blank slate. Mm-hmm. I, I I definitely do have a problem with it, and it's not even that I'm saying like I'm consciously doing it, but I let's say Aiden was hit during the last game. I look at him and expect him to play like fascist policy, like in my head. Like it's sort of like, even now sitting yeah. here, he expects me to drop something. Yeah. It's that yeah. mustache, that awful, awful toothbrush mustache. A beard. It's fine, but uh, the beard's just painted on. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I imagine it more that it's like 
it's almost like they have to convince me that they're a liberal rather than everyone should be sort of assumed to be a liberal. Yeah, like until they do something hinky, yeah. Uh, then I said, the game balancing, this is actually something I want to touch on. I think the game balancing with even numbers is quite poor. So I think six player games, eight player games, and ten player games, the game balancing is quite bad. Uh, I would say six player is the worst because it's 4v2. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I would agree with the six player game. That is very, very difficult for the fascists to win that game. Yeah. Just for sheer, if they do anything bad, everyone knows straight away. Yeah. When you get seven and up, I don't think eight is a problem. I don't think ten is a problem. That is true. As I was saying there, I realized eight is 5v3 and ten is 6v4, yeah. which is basically nothing. It, mainly then it is just the. The but, uh, six player yeah, but certainly six is a little a little tilty. I think it's actually just the worst number of people to play the game with because I think five is good and then seven and up is good. Yeah, uh, I think six is just not uh, not the best number. Like, it's just know. annoying. Yeah. to have people around, but yeah, some people have five friends that they want to play with. <laughs> and Please it, tell us what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the min number of players. That's sort of a, a pity. Yeah, well, no, it it is a con. Yeah, because. We, we don't have we, friends. I mean, the, the, when people are around, we'll, we'll play sort of bigger party games. We, no one, not everyone is always in the mood for this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we are in the mood, there's usually three or four of us around. Sometimes it is a bit annoying with, due to where people are living or when people are working or yeah. other plans. You can't get five. Yeah. And I think Owen mentioned already, this is a high stress game. So it's like the opposite of Exploding Kittens in terms of, well, maybe not even, Exploding Kittens is sort of a stress game, but yeah, it's yeah. funny, like no one really cares <laughs> about it, but uh, it's the best game ever, I think we mentioned that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but I think Hitler is like a stressful game in terms of you need like 10 minutes to cool off after it sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on, on how it played out. So uh, yeah, I definitely think it, in that way that, that that's sort of a bit of a con, but it just depends. If you, if you had a group of friends, like five seven people, eight people, that met up bi-weekly, like every second week, every third week, this would be a great game to play on it, all of those nights, I think. Uh, yeah. So I, I think like another slight con would be, like we said, playing with new people. It's good in terms of maybe you don't like how people lie or they mm. can be more convincing, but it's bad in terms of like, oh, they don't know how to play Hitler and they've just sort of thrown the whole fascist team under the bus yep. or they've lied as a liberal and thrown like mm-hmm. shade on everyone. Uh, and some people just don't like the game or just can't get around we have one friend who just admits and pushes so hard that they cannot lie and whenever it comes to them being Hitler or being a fascist and someone questions them they're like yeah well you got me Yeah. so I mean some people just don't like the game and I'll admit in this game sometimes like I would think I'm a good liar but when you're put on the spot to lie in this game like especially like we mentioned in the other ones like oh you're Hitler it really like holy shit they, you feel like they know even though they're just postulating yeah. uh, so it's crazy Same. get a check on that word postulating I've been reading guys. it's a word <laughs> yeah. we'll allow it for our Scrabble episode yeah. you know? <laughs> okay. if you can spell postulating off a Scrabble board I'll be quite impressed how many letters is that? too Post- many yeah there's too many you got me folks <laughs> ten <laughs> although you could spell because you have nine on your board or you have eight you have seven seven so we'll just have to put down post <laughs> And then you'd have to have you lating. Hello, welcome to Dragon. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to yeah, pivot we and just done. go 90 yeah. degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Pros and cons are over. What's yeah. next? No, I, the last pro and con I had was a con which I've never even experienced. But I was saying in this one that 
when you have, uh, what is it, the seven-player game, Hitler doesn't know who any of the fascists are. Letting Hitler know, we had a bit Okay, of a yeah, let's, let's take five minutes and talk about this. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I was saying, how you, you described it to me when you played it, was to let Hitler know you're sort of like, let's say almost Hitler, I'm like kicking him under the table, winking at him, not going like, oh, I need to go upstairs and grab a charger, and then telling, oh, who wants to come? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. me. So there was none of that, but I, I would be interested to know what people thought about that in terms of like kicking someone. That I thought that the only way to let them know, as Owen mentioned in the last episode, was the unreleased violence. episode. Yeah, 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 yeah that is dead to the world. Yeah, through actions. It's through actions yeah, within yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if in that way, I would call it a con. But having thought more on it, uh, I was saying once everyone was clear on what could happen, so it was like to let Hitler know you can basically do whatever you want in terms of at the confines of the table yeah. other than like texting or something <laughs> I think then it would be fine because people would be looking out for it yeah yeah. Oh, as far as I'm concerned because I'm pretty sure I, I had to look this up live in the last episode there's nothing in the rules that say how you can or cannot con- contact Hitler and hmm. um, I am totally fine with pretty much everything as long as it is possible for someone else on the table to possibly pick up on it yeah. so or there is some counterplay against what you're doing so what we've done in previous games is one of the fascists will just like send a sly wink across to Hitler. Yeah. So let's give a little, little bit of context. We were playing a seven-player game, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, you were sitting across, across the table from me. Mm-hmm. I happened to be Hitler. Uh, Owen was a fascist. It was maybe four or five turns into the game. Someone was telling a joke or something. I happened to look across at Owen, and he winked at me. I was like, okay, fine. He's, he's one of mine. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah but... I was doing it at the table. Everyone could have seen me yeah. do it. So it's not like we walked outside in the kitchen where pouring ourselves a drink and it's like, oh, by the way, I'm your buddy. Yeah. Um, so there's doing that. Also, then, like, the counter argument, the sort of counterplay to that, as I sort of pointed out, was if you're then like a liberal, then you just start winking at everybody yeah. on the sly mm-hmm. and you just confuse Hitler yeah. or everyone else. And, and this is my, my point that I think once people know, because Another mm-hmm. group could play it and be like, oh, you're allowed to tell them by any means necessary. And mm-hmm. they're like, see, let's say, oh, it's Hitler. Oh, he's going for a drink. Oh, I'm going to get a water as well. And mm-hmm. they could say it then. So I think once it's defined yeah. what you can do, and it's sort of like the Munchkin rule that you talk yeah. about. Some people play the cheating rule different us. Yeah, it's like, as long as you sit people down. Oh, no, that cheating rule is just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bullshit. I agree. They're wrong and they know it. <laughs> once, once you sit everyone down before the game and say, this is the, the rule we're playing mm-hmm. with regard to sending signals. Yeah. It has to be in the room, around the table, in somewhat plain view. You can do it slightly, but as long as it's around the table, mm-hmm. it's it's vanilla. Yeah, I think that I think that's fair. And again, these, like a lot of these cons are just sort of minor little things. Uh, you're either going to enjoy the game or you don't. Yeah. Like it's not really that any of these cons will tip the balance for you, mm-hmm. uh, unless you don't have enough friends, which <laughs> you'll never get. We we, we we feel we feel for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're uh, open to new friends. Yeah. <laughs> Email it. Uh, Send us a picture of your empty table <laughs> to <laughs> nerds at nerd game night or whatever the fucking email is. Even our just, other host. I was about to say, don't send us pictures because we don't know what's going to be in them. Don't worry. Yeah. No. I'm open to it. <laughs> we just got a ton of dick pics from Paul. Aiden's, Aiden's Twitter is. Yeah, go I, I've no idea what it is. It'll be in the description Plug somewhere. Eventually. Aiden will own her. <laughs> So I was going to move it on to favorite moment, 
Uh, and I think my favourite moment in this was, we talked about it again in the recorded but not releasable episode, uh, Quiva, a friend of ours, came over to play the game like the first time and wasn't even clear that she was grasping how it worked. I was on the fascist team with Cahill. I was clearly a fascist. I think everyone agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to take, I I'm, 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 I'm remembering it now. And then everyone's like, okay, you have to kill Matthew. And then she just out of nowhere killed Cahill, who was Hitler. Cahill hadn't really done anything in the game yeah. to lend himself to being a fascist. She had a feeling. More air quotes <laughs> that you can't see going on here. Had a feeling. And it was... It was just crazy she called it, and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, just to see someone like that was that was very nice. Um, I don't have a personal favorite moment. I just I enjoy when you when you pull the wool over someone's eyes and yeah. I I think another good moment is when you kill someone who is a fascist, and then they're, they're you're like, are you Hitler? And they're like, no. And it's like, oh shit! I was like, you immediately <laughs> think you were completely wrong, even though you probably are still right. Uh, that's a good one. Oh, I said I didn't have one, but but I do. Um, we're playing a game where Cahill ended up being a liberal in it. Yeah. Someone had everyone else convinced that he was a fascist. I think it was Owen was 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 oh, do, yeah. doing the convincing. He everyone convinced a hundred percent. Cahill is the bad guy. Someone got the presidential power to assassinate. They killed Cole, and he flipped out. <laughs> like, I was, what the fuck are you doing? I'm clearly a liberal. And then he flipped out for about three seconds. And by the end of the game, Owen turned out to be Hitler. And I was so happy for him. I will say, in this game, like, I was definitely the most irate in terms of getting annoyed at people. Like, and annoyed after the game, before the game, whatever. Cole is, like, almost the same as me, but... Like he, he, I can see the feeling in him when something yeah. like that. I'm like, yeah, I feel free, because that annoys me. It's like I'm yes. so into this game. It was, so, it was, it was good. Any favorite moment, or just all round? Yeah, no, yeah, similar to that. There's been one or two occasions where I've somehow managed to just blatantly pull off some amazing lies. Yeah. Um. And it, it's just funny, like. You know, lying's not good and whatever, but it, it's a game. It, there's no greater outside world benefits or drawbacks to it, so like it's all contained. Yeah, you used to talk about that actually in the last episode for pros that like you like having an outlet for this sort of like yeah. lying and like that's something that I don't connect with personally at all. Mm-hmm. Not that I lie all the time in person, but I'm just sort of I always say what I think in person, uh, just then you don't need to remember it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's true. Uh, but I I can get that it, in a way. That it's sort of like D and D. Like I feel like D and D for some people, I'm not saying for you guys, is like an outlet for like, oh, this is the type of person they want to be, or this is the type of actions they want to take, but they never would in real life. Like they never kill someone or whatever. So it's sort of like an outlet in that way for people. And I, I think that, that's a good yeah. pro for the game. So long as you leave it at the table when you're finished, exactly. yeah. it's yeah. it's I'm okay with it. Yeah, like I've been annoyed at the table in terms of like stuff happening in these games. But usually when I've like gone home and relaxed for a bit, I'm like, can let it wash then. But definitely, I hold on to it longer than other people, but even still, you sort of like, once you get home, it's just like, yep. uh, Yeah. And 
Uh, Except for me, anyway. Yeah, so the other thing we said is, would we get it again? I don't own, like, you printed it. Yeah, um, for I all know. the many, many zeros of dollars it cost me. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You you have a printed version mm. that we tended to use. I have my own printed version as well yeah. that I use outside outside the group. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, if I could get get on it at the right time and find out when it's actually getting released, I would 100% buy the, the physical version. I, I personally wouldn't, like, if we're talking about buying a physical version, I definitely wouldn't buy it. Mm. I would even not go to the point where I, like, wouldn't reprint it. It wouldn't be my favourite style of game and that I'd be like, oh, let's play this. But if I was at a game night and with, even with new people or with yourselves and you were like, oh, we're going to play Secret Hitler, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'd just be like, okay, yeah. if I'm not in the mood for it, I, like so, be you play one game and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but, I think having having seen like I've, I've seen the physical game and it was yeah I would I'd be all on that. Yeah, <laughs> he's fully erect. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this, yep, yep, this, this is a pencil's table. Uh, we hide nothing from each other. Uh, the only other section I have here, like what improvements? I don't like I don't have anything. Um, just, yeah, I mean. If you change anything in the release game, the game more, goddammit! Yeah, I, I saying, want to yeah. fucking buy it. Release it more, but I think if you try and make any changes to such a simple game, you're going to fundamentally change the game. So yeah. I don't have any improvements. I, I like it the way it is. Yeah, no, I actually have to say I really like the way it is. Yeah. And yeah. mind wipe technology, <laughs> so everyone forgets yeah. what happened in the last game. Yeah, yeah we need I mean, or stress <laughs> balls. The, the game should just come with stress balls, so people could just like beat them between yeah, games. But then and, it's like, the one fucker not okay. using his stress ball <laughs> who's lying at you. Oh no, not during the game. This is after the game. Oh, okay. okay so you can yeah. ease off. Bag. Yeah. <laughs> you print it for each of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> that works. Uh, okay, so the new section that was introduced in the last episode of Dominion, uh, as always, it's for those of you who didn't bother listening through all that garbage. Yeah. The last hour of, of nonsense. <laughs> was it actually that? Yeah. Hour, yeah. Oh, hour just, and just one minute so far. So it's time for the six-second summary with Aiden. Honesty is the best policy for the good guys. Cloak and dagger for the lizard people. Intense interrogations and nearly ruined friendships. That's it. Done and dusted. I really like the idea of having like a 30-second interstitial. Yeah. Really done. Way over the top, yeah. I'm just going to have to bring bring the guitar next week and and we can (laughs) explore that. Yeah. Uh, So... I think that's it for Secret Hitler, guys. Yeah. Closing mm-hmm. thoughts? Um, yeah. Um, Nazis are bad. Still have to reiterate that. <laughs> yep. Never no. lie if you're a liberal. Always lie if you're a fascist. Yep. You heard it from all. <laughs> Fun game. I don't think we play it enough, but I can see why we don't. Just due to numbers and yeah. just... It, you need to be in the mood for it. For sure. But yeah, mm-hmm. solid game. Definitely. Well, guys, as always, for any suggestions on games to review or comments about the podcast, remember to email us. We're nerds at nerdgamenight.com. Not that we think that email goes anywhere, but it we'll check does. it. It definitely does. <laughs> or uh, get us on Twitter. We're at nerdgamenight there. As you all know, before each... Aiden, do you have some thoughts out there? No, no. So, as, as you all know, before each episode, we play the game, and whoever wins says their custom line of our outro. With that in mind... Shut up and sit down. Suck it, nerds.